0: The Christian Atheist is also available on YouTube, and you'll find other great content, including the literature I frequently refer to, on our Simple Gifts podcast. If you find our content helpful, consider supporting us through PayPal at RomansChapter5 at Comcast.net. Welcome to No Compromise, where faith and reason fuse in conversation. So we're back, love. Another another week. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Another week of discussing... The um, Supreme Court decision. Yeah, but this is going to be a little bit different. This is going to be a different take on things because the last two weeks we discussed the decision as not as a moral issue. We discussed it as a um, as a legal issue, and we, we we talked about how Roe versus Wade was a overstepping of the constitutional bounds of the ju- judicial branch. Yes. <clears throat> And how the Dobbs decision put the Supreme Court back into its place.
0: Right. It's proper place in uh, the constitutional courting, system.
1: Right. And put it into its place as the judicial branch and not as the legislative branch. Correct. So that was a good thing. That was a very good thing. Yes. That's certainly was. That was like an amazing thing.
0: <laughs> it's done great damage to uh, the, the country that the court has been seen as the... Um, as the purveyor of rights for the American people, and which has never been true.
1: And I think we we discussed how, um, I guess, because people don't know their civics or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, that well, they've systematically dumbed us down in this country.
1: Exactly. And it was yeah. no accident. Right. Okay. And then um, the second thing we talked about is how the Dobbs decision gave. The issue of abortion back to the states to Cor- decide.
0: Correct. Exactly as the 10th Amendment dictates. Right. Which
1: is what America is all about.
0: Uh, the federal system is supposed to have 50 states that are the laboratories of democracy mm-hmm. in which we, we try out each in our own place right. um, a variety of ways of doing things, and then we can sort of learn from one another. Right.
1: And as much power back to the people <clears throat> yes. as possible. Stepping
0: back from the one-size-fits-all federal Right, um, fiat.
1: So this is something we should be celebrating, no matter if you pro, you're pro-abortion or anti-abortion. I think so. Yeah, it should be something to be celebrated.
0: It's certainly a a a looking back to what what the, um, what the framers actually intended for our right. country.
1: And this is what we tried to stress the last two weeks. I don't know if we got that across. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I think we got a lot of things across. I don't know if we got everything across that we wanted to. <laughs> okay.
1: So this week, we want to take one more week on this issue, except it's not going to be about the actual decision. It, this is going to be about the way things are going to be going into the future now, what, what, what trends we're seeing. In, yeah. In yeah.
0: The- this article, Jenny found while I was doing a lot of the the Dobbs reading. Mm-hmm. And um, when she found it, she sent it over to me and we read it together. And we were, in a sense, blown away. Um, but it picks up on a theme that we talked about last time, that there is a logic to these things. And we said that the left has this tendency to know how to start small but build towards a conclusion that they want to go. And this, the logic of this situation, it's like back in Roe versus Wade in 1973, um, the abortion right, as it was termed, um, started very circumspect. And you were only allowed to do abortions within the first trimester. And after that, the state was able to regulate at whatever level they felt it necessary to uh, to support their interest in the in potential life as um both Roe and Casey called it mm-hmm. but um we've seen over the years and it's been 50 years since Roe that um they keep moving the goalpost and it gets farther and farther and closer and closer to the time of birth um and uh even there's even been some indication that they're looking to do like even a couple weeks after birth um being able to abort a child So as we said last week, there is a logic to these things. And if we adopt the position that we can choose when life begins for the fetus, then we can choose when it doesn't. And um, that leads to very, very bad circumstances. Mm -hmm. And I think this article in particular gives us a really good glimpse at that logical goalpost moving.
1: Mm -hmm. Very good. That's what I wanted to say. Okay, so the article's by Sophie Lewis. It was in The Nation. Um, Sophie Lewis is a freelance writer. She lives in Philadelphia. She teaches courses for the Brooklyn Institute for Social Research. And her first book was Full Surrogacy Now, Feminism Against Family. Um, And she's had essays in the New York Times, Harper's, Boston Review. um, Right, so this is not a marginal voice. The London Review of Books and Salvage
0: yeah this is someone that the left takes very seriously right and is a a member in good standing
1: right exactly that's that's the important thing so the art, the article was dated june twenty second twenty twenty two that was before the decision came out right did, She was discussing the leak
0: did we say how we came across this article this time?
1: okay well, what happened was um I always check into Laura's links. Right. On Mark Stein, and she posts links to different things that are going on in the world.
0: And you stumbled across this article, right? And while I was doing the the Dobbs case, reading it onto uh,
1: Christian atheist onto the Christian <laughs> atheist,
0: um, you found this article and sent it over to me, right? And um, we read it together, and we were uh, astounded by it because it exemplifies so well that. Um, The argument is changing. That logical Uh argument changing, Uh right? That we talked about last time. Mm -hmm. How how the argument they continue to move the goalposts. Exactly. Yes.
1: Okay. So the article is called "Abortion Involves Killing, and That's Okay!" Exclamation point. To be pro-choice is to be against forced life, which is another thing that we've been seeing a lot lately. Right. Forced childbirth, forced life, forced labor.
0: Right. Forced pregnancy. If there's one thing I've learned about the left is that they are incredibly good at controlling language. And this notion of forced childbirth now is one that's bursting upon us. It's not one that I'm familiar with Mm -hmm. from, from years past in the abortion debate, but it's become one now.
1: And in looking it up this afternoon, there's a lot of it that involves international law, forced labor, international law. And I don't know if this is going to fall under
0: that? Yeah. Well, they're certainly going to use it as a rhetorical device
1: yeah. to
0: remind us that what essentially we're doing is enslaving women right. to That's childbirth, what they said.
1: Yeah. Nine which exe- again slavery. exemplifies
0: what I've said before. Mm-hmm. It is not the right who hate women. It's the left right. who hate women. They hate the concrete reality that women are. It's It's not like you have a choice when you're born a woman Nature decrees that you are the bearer of life, right. and that carries with it certain risks and responsibilities, um, and the left hates those risks and responsibilities, mm-hmm. and they want to clear woman, women of them, which means they don't like women, really. They don't like the historical, concrete, natural reality of what God made women to be. Right.
1: Okay, I'm going to start reading the article. In 2019, I published a kind of manifesto, Full Surrogacy Now, whose opening line is, it is a wonder we let fetuses inside us. The opening pages are entirely given over to my extended PN to the process of gestating in all its shockingly grisly biology, its everyday sublimity. Whereas in other species, a female can often discard or expel a pregnancy at will, in our species, a hyperinvasive placenta puts the gestator at risk of lethal hemorrhage.
0: Now, wait. I mean, I think we m- remarked on this before. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. What do you mean that they can um, abandon a fetus at will? That yeah. they can expel a fetus at will? In other
1: species, will? a female can often discard or expel a pregnancy at will. But see, the thing about that is there's no... They, they're they not sure, they're, it's proposed, but not confirmed that animals can expel it will. The only one they know of for sure are mice. It's called the Bruce effect, hmm. where a mouse is able, a rodent, rodents, they're able to, um, if they're exposed to the scent of an unfamiliar mate, they are able to, they can get rid of the pregnancy before plantation.
0: Okay. Well, that's, that's interesting. The, I never heard yeah, of that. Yeah, I
1: never did either, but it's a... Only in rodents, and they think it's another species, but they're not. They haven't. They're not sure at this point.
0: Well, that's fascinating science, yeah. but that is still it's not, not at will.
1: It's not common <laughs> because it's not something that happens constantly, like the, like we humans do,
0: right? Well, and will yeah. involves choice, right? Exactly. Cho- and choice is rational, and animals are not rational. They don't choose mm-hmm. whether or not the to only
1: to other be. Thing, that's John, it's a
0: natural response.
1: The only other thing that is in in nature is embryonic diapause, is called. Hmm. And it's when a creature can pause their pregnancy. It doesn't abort their pregnancy. They can pause it and they can put it on hold Somehow they put it on hold um, if, if things aren't right, you know, Hmm, I'm I'm not sure I, you'd have to look into it more. I don't know if it's like, let's say there's a drought or something and it's not good for life at that point. They can pause their pregnancy. There's like 150 species that can do that.
0: Wow. That's but fascinating. They,
1: it's not an abortion. It's, it's absolutely not an abortion. But right. Can, you
0: know, so essentially, <laughs> the language she uses here is extremely deceptive.
1: Yeah, exactly. If exactly. not,
0: right out lying. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: then with the placenta, now our human placentas are invasive, more invasive than other animals, but all mammals have placentas except for, what was it, platypus, platypus. and echidnas.
0: Yeah, the kidneys the echidna. Yeah, they, they South don't. Cause they lay.
1: Yeah, they lay eggs. Okay. No, it wasn't South America. It was Australia. Australia. That's... Yeah. So they're the only, I mean, other than all mammals, all mammals have placenta. Right. So, because she was saying about.
0: Did you read that part about yep, the placenta? In our okay. species,
1: a hyperinvasive placenta puts oh. the at risk of lethal hemorrhage
0: hyper invasive placenta in other yeah. words what every other natural being which goes exactly to what I was just
1: saying like humans they hate do,
0: the physical yeah. reality of of being a woman
1: yeah yeah humans do have a more invasive placenta than other animals mm, how so because the placenta like goes into their uterus the wall of their uterus more or something all right but just so you know that it is more invasive i think i think there's a couple other species Okay. But the point is all mammals have placenta. We're not the only ones. Right. And they can't just expel a pregnancy at will.
0: Yeah. They don't get to choose whether or not, once they're pregnant, they don't get to choose whether or not to bear the the, the fetus. Right. Or bear the child (laughs) or whatever.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And I was thinking if if we're going to compare ourselves to other animals in that way, females, then we... Why do we pick and choose what parts of the animal world we want to justify? For example, female animals, their whole lives are just reproducing and eating, basically, and taking care of young. Well, if we want to pick that the animal world can do this, then why are we not living like that then? I mean, we have to take the whole thing, right? Right. (laughs) <laughs> you don't understand. No, I don't understand. You know I Maybe mean? we pick and choose which part of the animal world we're going to use to justify our argument. Oh, you know, okay, like, like an animal can expel at will, a pregnancy right. at will, well, which is a lie. Yeah, so we pick that part and say, "See, that's why we should have abortion." Yeah, but. Animals, what their whole lives yeah, are. Yeah, do you want
0: to live like an animal?
1: Yeah, female animals, their <laughs> lives are reproducing and taking care of young. Right. So, why do we pick and choose which parts of the animal world we're going to use to justify our arguments?
0: Right. Well, yeah, that makes sense. That's you a good argument. It's like, what is that What <laughs> is that what you want? Do you want to be like the animals? Yeah.
1: yeah and the sometimes
0: mid- I think that is what they're arguing for. It's like, yeah. I, I want to. Be like an animal, except that I want to live this magical life in which I don't <laughs> have any responsibility for any of my actions.
1: And and, and animals do take responsibility. Th-
0: they have no choice mm, for,
1: their, animal, for right. their For their children.
0: Which is is the the issue mm-hmm. with this? Pro-choice becomes a moral issue because mm-hmm. human beings are moral creatures.
1: Right. Animals are not. Right. Okay. So where are we? Um, female placenta. Okay. Lockdown our body becomes a daredevil participant in a wrestling match or a similar extreme sport we cannot easily quit from this starting point i make a case for rethinking human gestation as real and currently often deadly dangerous labor deserving of maximal support there's that forced labor right you know it
0: right they want to make an equation with like slavery right
1: and they ha- they they have I, i've seen papers right. on this
0: so, what are they slaves to? To the natural processes. Right. Again, they hate nature. They hate the reality. They want to, to live in some fantasy world in which women are something other than what they are.
1: Right. And so, yeah, and this forced labor, this dangerous, deadly, dangerous labor is what I'm saying brings in international law then. Mm-hmm. The controversial part is that a key correlate of viewing just stating as labor is that forcing someone to gestate against their will is forced labor. Right. Okay, so I'm telling you, John, it's like paper after paper equating labor to forced labor, as in the Nazi concentration camps, the forced slave labor around the world. And it's almost as if they want to use international law now to step in.
0: Right. Oh, definitely.
1: I don't don't know, but if you look, if you just do a Google search, on forced childbirth, you'll see article after article right of equating it to forced uh, labor. they are so good slavery. at making
0: those equations, yep
1: so what that would is that what do, you, what do you think that would even mean then
0: And this work. is all brand new, yeah. so once again, they yeah. move the goalposts if they 've lost on one front, they never give up. Mm-hmm. they go back and they reframe the argument, and honestly, every argument is a lie at some level. Yeah. Just like it was a lie before when they said that abortion should be limited to that first trimester. Mm-hmm. It should be rare, but it should be safe and legal. Yeah. Okay. But that's not where it was left. Right. Because they always have an agenda beyond the immediate thing and they're moving towards it. Right. And they keep moving that goalpost. It uh, would that be able that to means bring that that's international
1: the... law into into our
0: international law has no force, but it has an awful lot of moral force mm-hmm. and the people are going to do what they always do with the left. They're going to see the element of morality in the statement that they make, but they're going to see it just at that level. And the left doesn't care about the morality. They care about where it's going to take them. Right. Everything is about the end for them, right. not about the means. The means, whatever means are necessary or justified by the fact that it's going to get them somewhere. Right. And sorry, folks, we're headed towards socialism, yeah. that's where they want to take us on all of these debates right. on abortion, on climate change. all of these things are driven not by the facts of the situation but by where they will take us. Right. okay, I cut you off. You seem to be making a point. um you mentioned international law. Where were you going with that?
1: okay, well, like um we've been hearing like whisperings about allowing international protocols or international laws to like maybe overrule our Supreme Court decisions or our constitution, especially if like, say the UN members feel like human rights are being violated.
0: Yeah. Well, that's completely consonant with, with what we know about left, the left's goals. Um, They definitely would love to turn uh, the sovereignty of our nation over to the international courts mm-hmm. and to international law. Um, they resent um, the United States because we, we are conservative.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, yeah, they hate that. So that makes perfect sense to me, and it's a
1: great point. Okay, let's go back to the article. So, furthermore, if the labor of pregnancy is productive of life, then interrupting that labor is, logically speaking, productive of death. Rather than shy away from this, I believe we should embrace it as part of an effort to give gestating the respect it deserves. In the intervening years since publishing my book, I have received dozens of reports of women who experienced the ideas in it as deeply salutary during pregnancy. Strangers have sent me photos of full surrogacy now lying face down in maternity wards. By the same token, I had drawn on heterodox pregnancy memoirs to bolster my claims. Never in my life have I felt more pro-choice than when I was pregnant, Maggie Nelson had written in The Argonauts in 2015. And here, this is what Maggie Nelson said. This is quoted in the article. And never in my life have I understood more thoroughly and been more excited about a life that began at conception. Feminists may never make a bumper sticker that says, It's a choice and a child, but of course, that's what it is, and we know it. We're not idiots. We understand the stakes. Sometimes we choose death. Harry and I sometimes joke that women should get way beyond 20 weeks, maybe even up to two days after birth, to decide if they want to keep the baby, and then in in parentheses, joke, okay?
0: Yeah, great joke. Yeah. And it's not a joke, Yeah, this was
1: 2015.
0: Yeah, Yeah, 2015. Yeah. It's not a joke, folks. It's reality. Seven years
1: ago, and now they are actually. That's the logic of their position. Now they're actually talking about that. Right. What in California? Yeah. Yeah. And
0: it's uh, look. This is exactly what we said it was. Mm -hmm. They're moving the goalposts, Mm -hmm. and they continue to move the goalposts. And if you think this wasn't envisioned long ago, look. Remember what happened in the Soviet gulags. Remember what happened in the Nazi death camps. When you can choose what. Is human and what is not human, there are no limits to whom you can kill.
1: Right.
0: Because you get to decide. And this is the logic we're dealing with.
1: And, and the fact that this article, they're trying to convince us that, hey, it's okay. Yeah. Wait, wait. Let's, let's read on. We'll see. Okay, you'll see. Before you do, let me yeah. just say <laughs> <ahead>. that this, <laughs> this, this
0: admission. Now, mm-hmm. this clear admission that she's making, mm-hmm. what do you think we're fools,
1: yeah, you think yes. we
0: don't understand that we're killing a child? Right. Of course we do, but we embrace that exactly
1: now. that's what i 'm trying... that that's what this article is all about that 's what shocked me
0: yeah <laughs> yeah and it, it it's it's they would not have done this years ago yeah. if you would have talked to the people in the liberals, the left, mm-hmm. some of whom are are what um Lenin would have called useful idiots. That is, they didn't know what they were doing. They actually bought the arguments. But there was still a group that knew where right. this was going and right. was perfectly all right with it and wanted it to go right. there. And that's where we're heading now. And we're getting right. to the point where we recognize those arguments were lies.
1: Exactly. Exactly. They knew all along it's a baby. Yes. That, that this is a living baby.
0: Right. And don't care. Right. Continuing with the article.
1: I agree with Nelson. There is something infantilizing about denying the fact that embryos die when we scrape them out of bodies of which they are a part. It sentimentalizes pregnant or potentially pregnant humans as fundamentally nonviolent creatures to imply that we can't handle the truth about what we are up to when we opt out. Hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah, we always try to point out that here's the truth. What you're doing is killing a baby, but no. That's not what we're doing. It's just a sperm before, and an egg. Before. Yeah, that's what they always said. But now, the, they now, it's,
1: we, now it's coming to this right. where, yeah, sure, we are killing a baby. Yeah,
0: now it's okay. Right. Yeah, it's okay.
1: And so now think of yourself as a pro-lifer and you say to somebody, but you're killing a baby. You know. Now they can just say, yeah, yeah we are.
0: we are, and that's okay.
1: Well, we're all right with that. Listen further down. This is what... <laughs> Okay. And it patronizes abortion getters to insist that we are only making a health care choice rather than also extinguishing a future child. In my view, recognizing that just stating manufactures a proto person requires acknowledging that abortion kills a proto person. A baby is completely dependent on human care in order to stay alive, but its needs could be filled by any person, whereas a fetus, a proto person, is ineluctably dependent on specific person.
0: Well written, huh?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We humans do kill when necessary. Victims of assault sometimes kill in self-defense, targets of persecution sometimes kill for justice or just to reduce the number of their persecutors, and the colonized sometimes kill for liberation. Mothers living in unspeakable conditions, including chattel slavery, have been documented to kill their children as an act of mercy. Of course, these examples are instances of necessary violence generated by the conditions for which we struggle to render extinct. When it comes to abortions, it seems possible that the conditions that necessitate them may never be wholly eliminated, even if vasectomies become generalized and perfected ectogenetic technologies become universally accessible. As long as people are performing pregnancy on this earth... They must be free to change their minds about performing seeing it through.
0: pregnancy, <laughs> performing pregnancy. <laughs> I, I, have, I have to I'm pause sorry. just for a second here because it is so funny to have them talk about things. And it's like, I mean, you um, mentioned this numerous times before. Yeah. It's like you're walking down the street and boom, you're right. pregnant. It's, they it's
1: never mention the act of becoming pregnant. Never
0: acknowledge that never. there's some sense in which there's responsibility mm-hmm. on the part of both parents.
1: It's just so weird how it's been completely eliminated yeah, just, in the discussion. It's
0: astounding how
1: many Virgin yeah. Marys there are. Yes, been. <laughs> if you listen to the to the media, you seriously tell me where they actually talk about the act of becoming pregnant.
0: Yeah. What leads to it? Um, the just, choices that lead right. to it. Right.
1: They never, ever. It's. It just happens by itself. Yeah, it just happens. Unless it's a rapist. Poor, poor or incest. Just, That's the only time there's somebody who is mechanically right, who's responsible. involved.
0: Yeah, so yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. As long as people, yeah, as long as people are performing pregnancy on this earth, they must be free to change their minds about seeing it through. The adoption industry could be revolutionized and child welfare lavishly subsidized, regardless of the available supports. No one should be pregnant involuntarily.
0: <laughs> well, you know that nobody should be drunk involuntarily either. When you drink three beers mm-hmm. or you know, three shots of vodka, you, shouldn't be, you should be able to choose whether or not you get drunk. drunk. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Or anything. Yeah. Anything that re- requires responsibility. Exactly. None this of- is so stupid. Yeah. Yes. The science of medicine dictates that when foreign organisms inhabit the human body unwelcomely, we tend to eject them. When a beloved non-human member of the family is sick and elderly, many pet owners decide not to pay for medical care and opt for euthanasia instead. It is a mark of moral seriousness to acknowledge what we're doing when we butcher a cow or put a pet to sleep or, for that matter, euthanize a human relative. Where do, we, where do we euthanize human relatives in, in this country?
0: Yeah, well, it, that, has not been, thought, uh, that has not been decided. We might be sliding towards that, yeah, but, but it, we are not doing it yet.
1: We better not be euthanizing yeah. human relatives. Be
0: euthanizing human, human relatives, yes.
1: According to the philosopher of science Donna Haraway, we must stay with the trouble of the violence we inevitably meet out in our everyday traffic with forms of life.
0: I, I, I got to stop here. She talks about patronizing those who are engaging in these practices of killing. Who is it that's been patronizing them? We've said all along that it's killing a child. Now they acknowledge it mm-hmm. and they want to use it against us as a club. Exactly. Who's, who has been the ones pushing the point that this is not killing a baby? Mm-hmm. That's not been us. That's been them. And now they get here and they, they, they want to take moral the moral high road right. that they're walking the right, right. path. Right. They've been lying to us the whole way through, 50 years of row, telling us that we're wrong, we're not killing a child. Now they acknowledge that they're killing a child, and they want moral, moral praise for it.
1: Right, right. Exactly. Now you understand. Now
0: I understand.
1: (laughs) Yes. Now you understand, Winston. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) According to the philosopher of science, Donna Haraway, we must stay with the trouble of the violence we inevitably meet out in our everyday traffic with forms of life, be it at the dinner table, the battlefield, or in the scientific laboratory. Rather than squaring our acts of killing away according to a moral calculus or pretending that we aren't really killing, Multi-species feminist should subscribe, suggests Haraway, to the ethical imperative "Thou shalt not make killable."
0: In other words, don't get pregnant. <laughs> is that it? I mean, is that what she's saying? That's
1: what. That's what I'm thinking. That's the first thing that comes to mind.
0: Huh. I mean, I agree with that. If if you're going to kill it, yeah. don't get pregnant in the first right. place. That's your choice.
1: Right. So, which way is it? We just get pregnant. <laughs> in some weird pokey pokey way, yeah, <laughs> or so
0: spooky, spooky action at a distance, as <laughs> right. sci- as uh, as Einstein called it.
1: Or we, or thou shalt not make killable, meaning that don't get pregnant. Don't I'm get not pregnant. Sure which one? in This article? Yeah, I don't know. This might seem counterintuitive in the context of an argument in favor of abortion as killing, but the distinction between making fetuses killable. And making it easy and stigma free for people to take the decision to kill a fetus is significant. The former refers to casting something, a lab rat for example, out of the sphere of the grievable, thanks to a tidy and final verdict on the permissibility of systematically sacrificing its life to a greater cause. The latter, while expanding access to the means of feticide, does not necessarily require any such sanitization of violence.
0: In other words, we're going to accept the violence, mm-hmm. but hey, it serves a greater right. it serves a greater purpose, right. which is what I've said about them over and over and over again. As long as the end is what we want, whatever means are justified to get there are justified. Um, okay. You know, the whole idea that we, that human beings are means to an end.
1: No, I mean, what's the greater purpose? Purpose in this case? That, well, the end
0: is that, to establish a better world. Okay. Their version of utopia, uh, the like, socialist utopia.
1: I was thinking sacrificing the baby so that you can live your life. That's what it is. Yeah, that's to, what it amounts to. Okay.
0: Hey. Right, because but, <laughs> we said this in the last one too. There are two ways of looking at the fetus for the left. Mm-hmm. One, it is a means to the end of the woman or the family or whatever it is. It's just a means. It's never an end in itself. Or it's a pathology. Right. And if it's a pathology, we, of course we want to kill it because pathologies are necessarily bad. Right. But if it's a means, we are also free to kill it. And the problem with that is you yourself. Why are you yourself not just a means right. to, the, to the end of everything else? And that's what communism, socialism... Always leads to because right. that 's the essential doctrine under underlying it. everything is a means to an end, including
1: human beings exactly well, the reason I said about the women um, you know the means to the ends where you you know you sacrifice your baby because for the greater good of your life, um, I was thinking about the whole comparing ourselves to animals that can expel it well, mm-hmm. <laughs> expel pretty well. And you know, you know, a deer mm-hmm. decides, I want to live my own life. I want to go <laughs> off and have a career as a, <laughs> as a leaf eater. Professional deer. I don't professional <laughs> leaf eater. I don't know what they do.
0: <laughs>
1: and then they expel it well. Yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying. You can, you, you take the, use the argument of the animal, but an animal's purpose it's it's its focus is to raise children, children. Yeah. Baby to pass animals. on the species right
0: right and so you know what you can pick and choose what you want that's part of being a human being too right. we have this biological impulse
1: right
0: to pass on the species we want to have children right. it's part of of what we are mm-hmm. and again they deny that right they don't want to embrace women as actual beings right. They want to embrace some sort of fantasy of what a woman should be in their view. It is so divorced from reality, Mm. right? This idea, science is real. Well, who's the ones
1: who are denying science?
0: They're denying science.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm thinking about... Men competing as women in women's sports. Um, a 29 year old man beating a 13 year old girl at a skateboarding competition because he <laughs> claims he's a woman.
0: Yes. Yeah. And winning
1: the prize and going home proudly.
0: All the best women are men.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. For millennia, those of us who have helped a friend terminate a pregnancy, be it with herbal abortifacients, Progesterone blockers and ulcer tablets or vacuum extraction devices are well-situated to understand that something is killed during a uterine evacuation. And here it is. This is the thing that <laughs> much as a flower dies when it is plucked, mm. that's 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 where they're going to go with this. I right. know they are.
0: And that's, that, that is, because- again... The means yeah. thing. It's, it's like the, yeah. the flower has no end other than for my pleasure.
1: Right. So we say you're you're killing a baby. Yes, it's a little flower, mm-hmm. just like a little flower. Yep. We're plucking it. Yep. And it's harmless.
0: Yeah, notice they're acknowledging they a certain baby. value. And then they're right. saying,
1: but we're going to kill it. Right. And that's no, no. okay. We're going to pluck it
0: pluck it. Oh, right. yeah, pluck it. Mm-hmm. oh yeah, pluck it. That's different. Right. That's great. Oh yeah, pluck it. Well, what's left over after you pluck the baby? Sorry. Well,
1: when you pluck a flower, you have a you have a flower. You have a beautiful flower. It's still a flower until it dies. Yeah. And and th- that image in your mind of plucking a baby, you think that's the same thing happens and you get the image of <laughs> it 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 produces an image of beauty.
0: Right. Well, yeah. Plucking a flower
1: on that. produces an image of beauty in right. your mind. Yeah. They're
0: certainly using that as an image to try to sort of justify what they're doing. Right. Oh, isn't it beautiful that women right. have the capacity to bear children and pluck? Boom. Right.
1: I'll right. kill
0: this flower. Right. And then we That's can discard it. That's
1: how they it. say it. They and say then pluck, we can discard it. Pluck a daisy chain. Yeah. But what's the point of acknowledging this now at a time when abortion rights are so imperiled? For one thing, it would seem hard to deny that the euphemistic, apologetic, placatory, pro choice strategy hasn't worked out this far thus far. That's it right there. The pro choice
0: placatory, yes. It because it's like worked- we've been placating them. Right. We have been placating the right because they've been saying that this is a a valuable life and we shouldn't kill it. Well, we're acknowledging it, we kill it, and damn it, it's okay by us.
1: And here you go, right here. So why not risk coming out for what we actually want, namely abortion, a clearly documented public good? The pending Supreme Court leak thrusts us into a situation in which we have little left to lose, Rather than cleave in desperation to the rear guard missions of defending the rights to privacy rather than abortion enshrined in Roe v Wade, we could consider this moment a chance to reset the terms on which abortion is fought there we go there it is Move they have to, to get... they have to reset it because yep. now it's going back to the states yep and it's a whole new fight now it's a yep. it, it's it's a whole new a whole new arena now
0: and we better be ready for it because they are going to start fighting tooth and nail with everything they have including this argument hey it's our right to kill our babies
1: right because it's forced labor
0: it's forced because it's forced labor. which
1: is it which is in international law is it's taking us back to slavery right what would it mean to acknowledge that a death is involved in an abortion Above all, it would allow for a fairer fight against the proponents of forced gestating. When pro-life, forces gestating. Ag- <laughs> when pro-life forces agitate against feticide on the basis that it is killing, here it is, pro-abortion feminists should be able to acknowledge without shame that yes, of course it is. When we withdraw from gestating, we stop the life of the product of our gestational labor. And it's a good thing we do, too, for otherwise the world would sag under the weight of forced life. It is a hard pill to swallow for a misogynist society sentimentally attached to its ideology of patriarchal motherhood. But the truth is that gestators should get to decide which bodies to give form to. This choosing is our prerogative. A desire not to be pregnant is sufficient reason in and of itself to terminate a gestate T.
0: Just a t. yes, there you go. I'm pregnant. I don't want to be pregnant. I'm going to kill it. And that's okay.
1: Alice and Bambi.
0: Alice and Bambi, <laughs> yes, if you, remember our, if you remember our analogy from last week. Right. Right.
1: When we force anti-abortionists to disagree explicitly with this, we bring their logic of female subordination into the open. Those with uteruses must serve patiently as the vessels through which life passes— We lay bare the calculus at the heart of their worldview, which they only sometimes spell out in so many words, as does the Mississippi pro-life leader, Barbara Beaver. And this is what Barbara Beaver says. Mothers should die for their babies, not the other way around.
0: Yeah. What a horrible thing to think that we human beings ought to be willing to give our lives for those who are innocent and who have a chance at life beyond ourselves. What a what an unbelievable thing. And if you've ever wondered folks whether or not they are on board with Christianity, there you go. This is their essential hatred of the Christian message. Giving your life for another is stupid, irrational and counterproductive. You're an idiot for thinking that your child is more valuable than yourself. That that your that you should be given your life for someone else. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Know who your enemies are, folks, because they're out of the closet now. They're recognizing. They're actually declaring who they are, and we need to know it. And we need to stop compromising with them.
1: Um, I was looking at and I well. I saw an article headline today. It says, "Woke churches label pro-life movement a demonic agenda." Mm. Woke churches across the country have celebrated abortion, you even going go as far as labeling the pro-life movement a demonic agenda. In the wake of the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade,
0: there you go. Right, evil for good, well, light for darkness.
1: Okay, so yeah, we're we're seeing it even in the churches. Absolutely. You know, even in, yep. in in different denominations. Women are human and as such can never be as innocent as the unborn. But innocence, as we see every time a police victim is described as no angel by the press, is a fundamentally inhumane category in politics deriving from the most punitive interpretations of Christianity. According to this imaginary non-innocence is the core characteristic of everything fallen, which is to say everything that has ever lived. That's why the ghoulish natalism of those lobbying to give embryos the rights of patients and persons in law is in the end an anti-life position. It cares solely for the quantitative rather than the qualitative dimensions of life, chasing life in the abstract and missing everything that matters about life as it is actually lived, life in particular. It amazes me how they have (laughs) demonized pro-life.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I wanted to say, Uh that the idea that we are... You see how they turn language and Mm -hmm. they turn it around on us. And they do this over and over and over again.
1: That's what amazes me.
0: uh, Well, we talked about changing good for evil. That's exactly what they're doing here. It's like, we are pro-life. No, you're pro-death. We're Mm pro-life. They want to kill babies. They're acknowledging that here and now in this article. And they're pro-life. We are pro-death right. because we are advocating for the life of the child. Double speak, folks.
1: Right.
0: Do you remember what we talked about in the Christian atheist when I asked the question, "Are we living in George Orwell's 1984?" Maybe not quite yet, but we sure as yes. heck, yeah, sure as heck, are skirting the edges of it. If this is double speak in its most full form, right? They're pro-life when they want to be able to kill babies in the womb. Right? You know that statistically, the most dangerous place for a child in America is the womb.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I am not well learned about um, Nazi Germany and what society was like at that time in germany at the time but what kind of conversations like this were they having about the jews mm-hmm. discussing whether they were humans <laughs> humans and yes. and justifying themselves yep. and using that this kind of an argument
0: well they you can imagine i don't know
1: i'm just saying i'm just you know Within groups of people, what what were they saying at that? Time? Yeah,
0: I mean, you can even imagine the Nazis saying like, "I don't care if they're human, right? They're vermin, right? They're human vermin." But and saying, we can kill them at right. will.
1: Saying, um, "Yeah, Much we're like killing, the we're killing the Jews, and Russia. it's okay. Yes, we're killing people we don't like, and it's okay, and it's okay." But I, I mean, we don't know for sure if they were saying these things or what kind of discussions they were having. I don't know because I don't I haven't studied it enough but as humans you figure that people had to have been having these discussions at that time mm-hmm. about what was going on
0: basic logic right. it follows the same sim- and and this this socialist hegelian logic always leads to the same position we're not we're not crossing new ground here folks this is exactly the same logic that we've been dealing with from hegel through marx mm-hmm. through through all of the soviets and um, uh, the the Maoists Mm -hmm. in China, um, and now we're adopting it here in our country. And and unless we get a hold of it, we are going to be running the same road that the 20th century ran. Mm -hmm. And um, I I, I don't have much hope if we don't get a hold of it. And that's why I said last time that the Dobbs decision is for me one of the greatest moments of hope in my lifetime Mm -hmm. that we could perhaps turn this around.
1: Right. Okay, back to the article. Fetishizing newness and sentimentalizing helplessness, pro-lifers pit themselves ruthlessly against the overwhelming majority of human life in particular. In their minds, fetuses deserve every protection, while we actually existing human beings belong to a completely different species. We are on our own self-responsible, fatally compromised because enfleshed.
0: Yes, (laughs) yes. That's what it is to be a human being, to be responsible for oneself. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's exactly right. Horror of horrors. You have to take responsibility for your own life Which and a, for killing your baby.
1: There's a multitude of things all the time coming at us. Yes. You know, it's not just when we suddenly become pregnant no. <laughs> out of the blue.
0: Yeah, human life is difficult. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not arguing that. That's certainly the case. Mm-hmm.
1: Anti-abortionists routinely sacrifice the health and happiness of actual persons in defense of the forced survival of potential ones. It is high time we went on the offensive against their sickening, sacrificial version of vitalism. Mm-hmm. Ours is the mature pro-life politics.
0: Yes, they're there taking, they go again. They're taking their pro-life. Yeah, they're yep. taking
1: it. I don't want to live in a world that valorizes life for its own sake. I want to live in a world that prioritizes the life chosen and wanted. Oh,
0: discrimination. (laughs) I thought discrimination was a bad term. Exactly. Here's the fact, folks. People, there are no terms with them that have fixed meanings. Mm -hmm. The only meanings they have are meanings that get them to To the the end end. that they desire. (laughs) People's
1: lives are worth more than fetuses' lives. And that is the article.
0: Well, that was a real treat, wasn't mm-hmm. it? It certainly <laughs> was eye opening. Eye opening,
1: and it um, helps us to see where the where the where the fight's going, and where the argument's going, and where the logic is going.
0: Yes, yep. It's a, a very clear realization of the logic of the left, mm-hmm. where they've taken us, and from where they started, where they've gotten us to.
1: And are we ready for it? We better be. Yeah. Is our is is the side that's for life is that side ready for this?
0: Yeah, they're not going to give up.
1: Mm-hmm. But I'm saying we're still we're you know as pro life people we're still saying but it's a baby. You know what what are we going to say now when that when they come back when we're talking to somebody and they say yeah we know it's a baby yeah we
0: know it's a baby we're plucking so a flower we're going to kill it right and we're all right with that right now what and <laughs> so we <laughs> so. <laughs> that That's what we're going to do here in right. California. Right. Yes, we acknowledge it's a baby, and we're happy to kill it. Shout right. your abortion. Right.
1: Right. So now what are we going to do? You know what I'm saying?
0: We better get ready. Right. And we better take our country back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we better start realizing that there is no compromise right. on some things. Right.
1: Okay, so I think that's the last of the abortion discussions.
0: Yeah, probably for a while anyway. I and can't so th- imagine the issues going away.
1: And So the other day, we'd had enough, right? Yeah. Everything's gotten dark. Yep. And, and. Um, yeah, in fact, it
0: was so bad we started reading. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everything's gotten dark. And so we were like. We we need to do something else. Yeah. You know, we want to read something something funny, a little more something enjoyable. light, something something that's that has some meat to it, but it's not it's not like this subject. Yes. <laughs> so what do we choose?
0: So we ended up reading The Magician's Nephew.
1: By C. S. Lewis. By C. S.
0: Lewis. The
1: first book in the Chronicles of Narnia series. hmm and that has been eye-opening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there we go. Maybe next week that uh-huh. will be our topic. Right. The, uh, the Magician's Nephew. We look forward to it. I am a Christian with the searching and skeptical mind of an atheist. I don't want to believe anything that isn't true. I know both sides of the looking glass, and I know them with open eyes. I choose Christ's side. I invite you to join me from wherever you stand before the looking glass. That's this week's episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have your religious cake and eat it too. You can have reason, respect for science, a 21st century worldview, and be a Christian.